topics may change, but one thing stays the same. You're going to have a damn good time. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up to the sexiest woman on the airwaves. The one, the only, your host, Ashley. Hey guys, happy Wednesday and welcome to Ashley on Air. Today's show is going to be somewhat of a quick one. I'm a little bit pressed for time because we are approaching a teacher strike at my daughter's school. So we're having to act accordingly and I will not be sending her to school during this time. So kind of got my schedule um, a little bit different. But anyways, thank you so much for joining me today. Today I am talking about practitioner diversity and what that means and if it's a good or a bad thing. Um, I want to start to show off strong. So and not just this show, I'm talking about Ashley on air in general. And I think there's a lot of confusion. Well, I don't think I know for a fact there's a lot of confusion when it comes to naturopathic medicine itself and just all of the different practitioners there are these days and um, a lot of people are coming out with you know different certifications and you know just the market the field shouldn't say the market the field is just flooded I I guess I should say it's just absolutely filled with different types of practitioners and you know I was thinking to myself in the spirits of, you know, wanting to start the show strong and things like that, that, you know, I I should really clear things up for you guys um, in certain aspects when it comes to naturopathic medicine and also practitioner diversity. So in doing so, I I want to first start off by saying that I'm, I'm in no way trying to judge, I guess, anybody or demean anybody or discredit anything. I think that today in 2019, we are so exposed to everybody and, and, you know, all the different social media outlets and everything that people put out there about themselves and their personal lives. And then now professionally, um, you know, trying to just get as much content out there as possible. Um, We, we have, we have the opportunity to really, um, yeah, I guess kind of do our own research and and to know the difference between you know when something is completely not right and when something resonates with us personally. And on that note, um, you know, it gives us the opportunity to follow different types of practitioners and you know, really find somebody that you know and that you trust and that their message and their way of treatment really resonates with you. So I guess let me just go ahead and talk a little bit about my what I do in my practice and what works for me. Um, so, so for myself, um, I was in Burbank for a little while in the office. Excuse me, I'm a little bit congested, so I was a little bit sick last week and still kind of getting over it. But I was in Burbank in office um, before when I very first graduated and I started in that office and I was super super excited to get started and I did all different kinds of things in that office as well as biofeedback. So I was a biofeedback practitioner for a long time and a lot of practitioners these days 
don't really know what that is. Or from the more traditional sense of biofeedback, um, the way it was practiced originally, um, you know, doesn't really resonate with a lot of practitioners and a lot of people. Um, but then the, the type of biofeedback that I used was quantum biofeedback. So it worked on the subconscious mind. And I loved it. And I was so into it. And I was very successful with it with several different um, patients and clients and people. And I worked with a chiropractor who was all about energy medicine. And that worked for us. And um, him in particular, I can speak on his, I guess, part for a second. He was probably the best doc- one of the best doctors I've ever met. And he was, a, again, a, chiro- a chiropractor really big in energy medicine, but his patient mostly, um, in a a general sense, they used him as a general practitioner. Excuse me, my nose. Um, So they they would come to him for everything, and he was very, very wildly successful. There were days that we would see 45 people at a time, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, how can you possibly see 45 people successfully (laughs) a day? Uh, but he was open Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and that was just his business model, and he was wonderful. So we worked well together, and everything meshed, and um, I really grew, you know, who I wanted to be as a practitioner, working with him and learning from him. So, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm big on energy medicine. I still do biofeedback. I have a little bit different of a, um, of a program that I do biofeedback on. Um, but I can do it virtually or in office, and again, it is successful for several different things. So if you have questions about that, please reach out because we love biofeedback. Um, but I also learned, you know, that well, um, obviously I'm huge on herbal medicine, and a lot of naturopathic doctors and practitioners are. But that's a big part of what we learn in school. It's a big part of what we apply in our daily practices and our daily lives. As you can see, I have my herb cabinet back here. For those of you watching the video now or later or whatever. Um, I have my whole little herbal pharmacy over here. This whole thing is filled with tinctures and clinical grade herbs in the bottom part. And it's just, I love that. Some naturopathic practitioners don't know, you know, they don't go that deep into herbal medicine. They don't know it that much. So I use that for pretty much everything. Everyone's going to get some type of herb from me, I'm sure, <laughs> at some point if they're seeing me as their practitioner. Um, another thing that I, I love is diet and nutrition. And I use food as medicine a lot. And every everybody that comes to me gets some type of nutritional prescription, some type of medi- medicinal foods specific to their condition. Not everybody is going to need the same thing. Uh, and I think that's pretty standard across the board um, as far as naturopathic practitioners go. Now, something about MDs, medical doctors, um, is that they don't spend time in nutrition. I think they get a set amount of hours, and I think it's only like four, maybe eight hours total, MDs, um, in nutrition. And so your medical doctor or your general practitioner won't know a lot about nutrition, and they won't speak a lot about it because they don't, they just didn't learn it. That's one thing to keep in mind when it comes to your doctor. They spend their whole time in medical school pretty much learning what pharmaceutical will cover a symptom um, or like a systemic condition, which I think is good in some cases. I I do think we need medicine for certain things. I don't think we need medicine for everything, but I do work a lot with doctors as well um, as adjunctive therapy or one of my other favorite things I love to do in practice is to get people off of
or even people who are like, oh, I was just recently diagnosed um, with type 2 diabetes and they put me on metformin or whatever they, <clears throat> whatever the case. And I, I know that I don't want to be on that long term. So we, you know, we work from all angles. In my practice, we work from all angles, every single piece of the puzzle, mind, body, spirit, food, getting you moving, getting you sweating. I work very much on the foundations of health as well. So, um, so when you come to me, we are initially going to work on your habits and where your mind is and where your body and your spirit are. And I think I think that's kind of common. Um, but I did ask a few of my practitioner friends, and I would like to share what they had to say. It's very interesting. Um, so my my friend and colleague, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and I'll tag him, I'll put him in the description, and I'll also probably tag him on Instagram as well. Um, he says, we all practice different and have different values. I'm not the best at homeopathy and energy medicine, but other practitioners are. I'm paraphrasing that part. Um, I also value spiritual growth and nutrition. So I know him. Uh, I know him kind of well. He has been a vegan for many years. He is very spiritual and he's worked the last couple of years to really grow himself spiritually and manifest the things that he wants to do inside of his practice and he's traveled a lot he's in the past year he's seen a lot of the world and um i guess different blue zones as a lot of us practitioners like to study different um you know ways of of health and, and living in healthcare in different parts of the united states and I, i'm fascinated with that as well um but he Oh, there's a hummingbird. Sorry, distraction. <laughs> um, he he is very big in energy medicine. And to take what he says about homeopathy, I also am not very – I know homeopathy. I studied in, in school. But that's not something that I use regularly, and I know other naturopathic doctors that do. Dr. Catherine Zagoni, who I worked with at Gentera, she uses homeopathy a lot, and she sees a lot of success with it. And I – while I, I like understand it, I'm, I just don't use it a lot. Not to say that I wouldn't in the future, but homeopathic medicine just has not resonated with me for my current people that I see. So, um, so yeah. So it is. It is. I think. And speaking on that some more, it is a good thing to have diversity, to have practitioners that are better at certain things than others, because not everything that you know, not every modality that someone is practicing is going to resonate with the next person. Someone who might not respond to herbal medicine of mine might respond great to homeopathy. So in that sense, I think that it's really, really great to have practitioner diversity. Um, and, and, you know, reaching out to someone that you, that you feel like you connect with. And social media gives us that leg up. It really does give us that benefit. Um, and honestly, I I follow a lot, a lot of doctors, a lot of different types of doctors, every, everything from foot doctors to pediatricians to dermatologists to cosmetic surgeons, plastic surgeons. I follow, you can go on my Instagram and see everybody that I follow and follow some of them if you'd like, naturopathic doctors, medical doctors. I follow all different types. Um Sometimes, sometimes begrudgingly. Sometimes I, I'm like, oh my gosh, and I, I, I'm, 
I try not to have a mean bone in my body, but sometimes I'm just like, oh, how can they possibly be telling these things? And, and, and people believe it. Like, for instance, on the, this is kind of like, this is kind of where I, I grew the idea for this show. So I follow um, a plastic surgeon, and I don't know where, I think she's out of Arizona or something. And she recently posted a picture of, it's like two really cute little kittens, like spooning each other, and then on the outside of the spoon is E.T. And her caption said, um, you know, I, I went to one of these natural medicine summits or shows recently, um, and she's like, I'm to- I was totally out of my, you know, my comfort zone because she's not, she was a naturopath and it's energy medicine and natural healing, and she's there at her booth and she said I was in the bathroom and I overheard two girls saying oh you know there's there's a Botox booth here I would never put that in my body and she was like that was my booth and you know it's just it's seeing the difference between hippie looking you know girls and girls that get Botox and I guess that was the difference between the really cute kittens and E.T. but I was just, and she's like, there, there's nothing poisonous about Botox at all, and it's, and I, I just, I couldn't, I, you know what, I, when I got a little bit angry, not angry, I just, I was so annoyed that she could possibly say that Botox is not toxic, because it's literally botulism, it's literally a toxin, it is a, it is a toxin, it's a bacteria, it comes from, it comes from the earth. But but it's literally a toxin that paralyzes tissue. And while, yes, it is typically harmless and the reactions aren't, you know, you don't typically have bad reactions from Botox in your forehead or some people use it because they sweat on their palms or they sweat in their armpits too much. But you cannot say that it's not a toxin, but it's literally a toxin. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm learning in this. I'm annoyed. I'm not going to call her out or anything. I should have. I kind of wanted to. But I was like, you know what? We need this diversity. You know, we need people who, okay, if you want Botox, that's fine. You know, but, you know, let's be truthful. And and so it, in, in that I don't agree and something is completely wrong, I'm like, you know what? We can learn and we can grow from this. And we can be better. Like our as practitioners, we can be better. As people, we you know we get the freedom to choose, which is awesome. And another another thing that I'm noticing statistically in practice across the board is that the healthcare system is kind of failing us. I mean, yes, hospitals and and trauma and, and urgent care and stuff like that is absolutely necessary. But when it comes to people that are getting older and, you know, people who don't have insurance and, and all those things, they kind of get, you know, they, they don't get as good of treatment as, as they deserve. And as myself in my practice, I don't take insurance because my services are still considered an elective, but I wouldn't take insurance anyways because that's just not something that, that's not a model that I would follow because I would have to, I would be so governed by policies and and stuff like that, that my people wouldn't get what they need from me. And that's just honest. So we're seeing more people come out, you know, with certifications and things like that, and that's wonderful. Um, So so 
in a positive side, there's a, a lot of the ways naturopathic medicine is is helping and is changing the face of healthcare as we know it. And the more you know, people we have out there, the more practitioners, the more practitioner diversity, or sta- you know, a standard model of of kind of the way people are practicing. The more we have that, you know, changing the standard way and into a new, better way, it's a good thing. It really is. You just have to know what you're looking for. And on that note, um, this is from Adrian Chavez. He has a PhD in um, nutrition, and he is a researcher, and he sees people online and in person. Um, I really I really dig him. He, is, he knows his stuff, and he is one of the ones that call people out, and I just I I really like him and I really respect his his research and his um his content when he puts it out it's believable because it's it's honest and even if he doesn't like it if he finds it to be true he will he will let you know but he says everyone has their specialty I know nutrition and supplements and I always want my clients to have a relationship with their doctor and refer out if a client might benefit from other modalities. That is important also. Um, and I had mentioned before, I do. I also like to work with doctors. A lot of doctors don't like to work with me, but I do like to work with doctors uh, in, and as an adjunctive therapy to um, what, what they may already have going on. And I also will refer clients out if it's out of my scope or if they need something that I don't offer. And that's something that you should look for as well. If your doctor or, you know, naturopathic doctor, practitioner, whoever you're seeing, um, you know, if they, if they think that they can handle it and they can handle it, that's great. But if they can and they're not referring you out to someone who's better suitable, then that should be a red flag for you. Um, and then he also, he goes on to say, as far as finding the right one, Today, we need to be putting out content and have high-quality reviews. Content is no one is not 100% necessary, but most people who are actually doing research and as a teacher are going to want to share it. That is true. That is very true. That is, in naturopathic medicine, our number one uh, I guess saying, our number one rule is doctor as a teacher. That's literally the meaning of a doctor is that you're there to teach, and I love teaching one of the reasons why, I mean, I love working with men and women, but one of the reasons why I like working with men a lot is because um, they're, they, they tend to know in general as a whole a little bit less than women, but when they figure it out and that light bulb goes off, it's like they just made the greatest discovery ever. And so, yes, you want to teach and you want to do all that. Um, and then, let's see, if a practitioner, he also goes on to say, if a practitioner is not reading research and staying up to date, they're probably behind us. The information is moving fast. And that's another thing that I mentioned in progressive medicine and things are changing constantly. And we're learning things constantly. And everyone, not everyone, but I've heard a lot of people like to say, well, there's not enough scientific research to back it. Well, guess what? There, it's all coming because everything is, is being proven and changing so quickly that there has to be research. And even if there's not, then it, there will be. There will be numbers. There will be statistics. There will be proof. There will be evidence. So people, the practitioners that you're going to, they have to stay up to date. I'm always reading. I'm always learning. That's why I follow so many practitioners because if, if they have access to some information that I need to know, then you know. Then I have it. Uh, let's see. I think certifications are overrated in many cases, but can also be helpful. However, there are so many 
there are, and the layperson can't keep up to date, which is why I think content is the best way to distinguish, and that's true. And I, as in general, in practice, I do see a lot of people who, they've been to all the specialists, they've been around, they are versed, they've done their research, and I'm not saying go on WebMD and, and believe the first thing that you read. That's Please don't go to Dr. Google. <laughs> if I could give one piece of advice, don't go to Dr. Google. But some of these people really do, you know, they've heard it all, they've tried it all, they have literally been through almost everything and no one can usually figure out what's wrong and that's when they come to me. And that's great. I mean, it's great and not. It's great for me because I learn a lot that way, but it's not great for them because they've been through all this and I wish that they would have come to me first and we could have prevented a lot of that. But either way, um, I will say another thing about content on social media. Um, it is, it is, you do want to go to someone who does know their shit, right? That is obvious. Um, but just be careful. I also follow a lot of people who, you know, they're pretty respectable, but all day long it's like reposting things of people just like gloating about them and they're just reposting that. And I think that's a lot of effort wasted when they could really be sharing something, you know, of value. I I personally get annoyed when I'm following a doctor and all day long they're just reposting um, someone else's story of them gloating about themselves or whatever and it just it takes away a lot of the um, genuineness that I like to see from practitioners. I like humble. I like humility. Uh, I do like you know the the brains, the intelligence, and the research. So just you know if if you like that, if you're fine with that. Um, I just that's a fine line for me of like ego and and really wanting to do the right thing. And in the healthcare field, especially with medical doctors. Um, there is a stigma that exists that they have they all have egos and for the most part I I what I have found myself professionally and personally is that is true and I don't like that. I personally do not like that. It's not something that resonates well with me and for my people I try to give them as much of my genuine self without an ego as I can. And then Another colleague of mine weighed in, Dr. Michael Moeller. I will also put I'll put everyone's information in the description and then I'll post it on Instagram and stuff. Um, he says on the negative side, too much progressive medicine and decrease of quality care when there are multiple practitioners involved. So that can be true. Um, I think I, I kind of what I'm thinking he's saying about this is if there's an individual and they have many different practitioners involved at one time, then things can get misconstrued, things can get diluted a little bit. Um, when you, you have maybe one or two specialists focusing in on the same issue. Um, and I know like you have endocrinologists, okay, say for instance there's a case of, let's just say Hashimoto's, and you've got an endocrinologist working on you know your thyroid and your hormones, and then you've got your naturopathic doctor who's really trying to hone in on your micronutrients and um, your diet and, um, okay, let's say herbal medicines or whatever they're using. Then those two can work very harmoniously, uh, but truly, you know, the body is an interdependent system. 
So yes, maybe we do need a couple of different specials. We don't need a whole lot because it does get diluted, but again, the body is an interdependent system. And so you don't really need to break everything down by body part, if that makes sense. If you're doing everything foundationally, and then you know, you're working on balancing different systems, everything should fall together harmoniously. This is the way the body works. The human body is a healing machine. And then naturopathic doctors are trained to, to know that and to teach you that so that your body can do what it is supposed to do. It is designed and built by the universe, by the forces, by whatever you believe in. It doesn't really matter because scientifically your body is still built to heal. And that's what we're taught and that's what we teach you. So I think I get what he's saying about the quality of care does decrease when many practitioners aren't involved with just one case. Um, and then it, it kind of dilutes a little bit to what we spend so much time learning, um, you know, for people to just, you know, just have all these options and then they go to someone who may not be as qualified. Um and then, yes, he's, then he goes on to say it would be hard for all of them to agree. That is so true. And that goes back to every, not everyone, but a lot of if, if there are egos involved or, um, you know, someone is right and someone is not right, then that's going to create some conflict. And the body does not do well with conflict. The body does well when something works to stick with it. Uh, and then you're also going to listen to and follow someone that you trust. And that is very true. And I think all of all three of the practitioners have kind of made that same point, And it's very true. You really are only going to listen to somebody that you trust. And even though our bodies innately are healing machines, we need accountability. We need somebody else to help us out. So we're trying to, and practitioners say this all the time. And I, I say it all the time as well. Like I, when it comes to, when it comes to treatment, like <laughs> we're not really supposed to treat ourselves. We're not supposed to be our own doctor or our own practitioner. But at the same time, like part of my job is teaching people how to heal themselves and, and what's right for their bodies and, and what's going to work. So, yes, I do know how to heal myself. But sometimes you just want to be like, okay, okay, I need you to handle this for me because I just I need you to take care of it because I'm just not. I'm not capable of doing this myself. You need somebody that you can trust. And if you're not going to listen to yourself at first, then you need to be able to listen to, to a voice of reason, to an educated, caring, wise, woke, whatever word you want to use, voice of reason. And that is what your practitioner should be for you. Content on social media should be that for you, the voice of reason, not an ego. It should be you know, what can you learn from, you know, today? And I always say quality of life items or foundations of health items. Your practitioner practitioners need to bring something like that to you every single day from whatever angle you want to look at, if it's a healing standpoint or a motivational standpoint or inspirational standpoint or, you know, teaching. I think that that's very important to look for in practitioners. But, yes, we do need diversity because that's just balance. It's the way it works. You know, the body the body needs diversity. The body needs different things. So I guess in, in summary, um, you know, just pick someone who resonates well with you. If you have any questions ever, I need to wrap this up. If you ever have any questions or anything like that, reach out to me. If I'm not the best practitioner for you, I have a ton of people in my network that might be better for you. Um, I do in person. I do online. 
is literally limitless what we can do to achieve health for you, if it's me or if it's somebody else. But I do have to wrap this up, guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. You can find me on Instagram, Instagram.com. You can email me at ashley at SoCalNaturalHealth.com. You can find me on Patreon. Um, no longer doing YouTube, as I said. You can find all of my vlogs and video versions of the show on Patreon. Um, support means everything to me. We have a great time over there. It's a really fun community. Uh, and, yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm sorry we didn't get to have a special guest today. I didn't have time, and I really wanted to get this show out. Um, but next week we will definitely. And I appreciate you all for being here. Love you guys. Talk to you next week. Bye.